So, bond yields are on the rise in the US and in Australia for very similar reasons. Jerome Powell has been talking and didn't reassure markets that the Fed had a plan to cope with rising yields, and so yields rose. Similarly, in Australia, markets were clearly hoping for more bond buying by the RBA, so when they returned to their previous buying levels, the markets were upset and bond yields rose again. All of this, of course, driven by inflation fears, for which a spike in oil prices won't be helping. Bad timing by OPEC Plus, who failed to agree on easing production cuts. And today, non-farm payroll numbers in the United States and China's National People's Congress over the weekend as well. There is a bit going on. It's Friday, the 5th of March, 2021. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, bond yields are rising again at five basis points to 1.53% for 10-year treasuries. So uh, we have bonds being sold off. We also have shares being sold off. All three indices in the U.S. are down another 2.3% off for the Nasdaq, which has fallen uh, over 10% now since its peak on the 12th of February. European shares are down too, but nowhere near to the same extent. But have a look at Australian and New Zealand. Big rises in bond yields. 10 years up to, uh, uh, around 10 basis points in both countries. Aussie 10 years up to 1.81% heading back up towards that peak that we hit last week when it was about 1.85%. Uh, and it's a different story for bonds in Europe. Yields there are generally down, a five-point basis point fall on 10 years in the UK. But uh, we've had a big leap in the last few hours in the US dollar as well. The DXY index is up almost half a percent, and it's its highest level since December the 2nd. It's up three quarters of 1% on the Japanese yen and 0.9% on the Swiss franc. And as you might expect, given that, almost all other currencies are down. A half percent fall in the euro, a third of 1% down for the Aussie. And as if that wasn't enough to be going on with, a massive leap in oil this morning, well over 5% up uh, for WTI and Brent. WTI is getting close to $65, not just a, a pandemic high, but you've got to go back to 2018 to see it that high. So uh, that gives us a bit to talk about, doesn't it? Uh, David DeGarris has been watching morning, all Phil. this from Mel. Good morning. Yeah, there is a bit going on, isn't it? And look, let's summarise it in two words, Dave. Jerome Powell. Um, he, Jerome Powell, he yes. He didn't really say anything new, did he? He didn't reassure markets. I think people were expecting more. Uh, if inflation, you know, fears are rising, uh, you know, we've got this big rise in oil as well. That's not going to help to allay those fears. I think people were expecting him to say how the uh, central bank was going to respond, but he didn't really give them an answer. No. Good morning, Phil. Um, clearly, um, the market was looking for some stronger words from the Fed chair. Um, there was there were one or two surveys about on whether the Fed would might even uh, uh, might even announce something like a operation twist. You remember from a decade ago when the Fed switched its buying of um, Treasury securities more towards the long end of the curve. Um, no, what we got from the the Fed chair was that. Um, they're prepared to use tools, you know, if conditions change materially. <laughs> well, I love that because um, as he yeah. was saying that, conditions were changing materially. <laughs> they were. <laughs> so get your toolbox out now. They, they were. So we've seen some a pretty um, savage move in uh, in bond yields. So we're just trading, you know, around uh, just under 1.5, 1.47 or thereabouts. But as I look at the screen right now, we're up to – 1.54. So, you know, the bond year, the US Treasury yields are on their highs for the day. So, we've seen that then bleed across asset classes. Mm. So, uh, you know, equities down, uh, the US dollar stronger. 
with the exception perhaps of the Canadian dollar fell. We'll get back onto that in a minute. Um, and the Aussie down uh, sort of on its session lows now, down to about uh, 77.24. So did he hope he was just going to talk it up with his uh, with his glowing charisma? Is that because I've got news for him? Well, that was what he was expecting. Well, there, there, there has been a little bit of speculation in the last couple of days that they might do something more material at the March 17 FOMC. So mm. something like Operation Twist. So really endeavour to keep the, you know, or, or stronger words to, you know, suggest them they might um, up the rate of bond buying or, or, <clears throat> or, or something of that ilk. But um, we didn't get that from Powell. We got, we got the familiar words about, uh, you know, it's going to take some time to get back to full employment. Uh, we're not going to let inflation return to the levels it was back in the 60s and 70s. But um, nothing to suggest that they were going to do anything on the policy front in the near term. Now, you can never say never. I mean, there's still two weeks to go before the um, before the FOMC. And certainly, you know, he, he, he said that, you know, that they've been looking at bond markets, just as we heard from Fed Governor Lyle Brainard uh, very recently, but nothing to suggest they're about to do anything. And, you know, saying that they're prepared to um, to use their tools if conditions change materially. In other words, um, nothing to see here, move along. So yeah. we're entering into that uh, purda before the um, before the FOMC now, so we're not going to hear anything from them yeah. until the well, meeting. Yeah, there we are. Yeah, well, and look, we'll get back to the root cause of all of this, which is obviously that, that, that those concerns about inflation. We'll come back to that in just a second. But just as he wasn't saying enough to, uh, uh, to, to dampen the enthusiasm uh, for bailing out of bonds in, uh, in the United States, it was a similar story, wasn't it, uh, in, in Australia where uh, we saw the RBA, you know, mm. not seen, I think. I, I presume this is why, because we've got a big increase in in Aussie bond yields. So is, is that because the, the markets are looking at that $4 billion that we saw in bond yes. purchases in one day and thinking that was going to be the norm for now? So they're a little bit disappointed to see the, the RBA dropping it back to just $2 billion. I, I think there was a, a, an expectation that that might have been the case, particularly after the market reaction that um, that we saw, you know, after the Reserve Bank said on Tuesday in their statement that they'd simply brought forward the purchases. So maybe that was just words and um, maybe that wasn't the, the, the reaction they were intending with those words. So there was a half expectation at least, Phil, that they might have repeated the $4 billion and there was no further action on the on the three-year um, as far as RBA action is concerned. So we saw this pretty... Pretty sharp moves in the Aussie bond market yesterday, as you were alluding to, and of course, the US, uh, with what we've seen from the Fed, um, ten-year uh, bond, uh, Aussie bond futures have just been uh, following what's happening on the US Treasury market. So the implied yield, you know, up over one point eight percent as we speak now. So uh, as you said, this is hitting <laughs> equity markets in the uh, the US, uh, very volatile now. The Nasdaq has basically wiped out all of these these this year's gains, pretty much. All of this is making uh, non-farm payrolls pretty important this time around, doesn't it? Because if it shows jobs are returning quickly, then that's going to just add fuel to the fire for those arguing that inflation is on the way. Um, perhaps, I don't know, perhaps if it's weaker, maybe things will calm down a bit. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, the, the continuing jobless claims that we saw overnight seem to indicate that uh, perhaps things have plateaued a bit in the US. So, you know, perhaps we're not going to get a big uh, upward surge. No, I think, um, or let's see how the market trades in the next few days. Um, markets are, are fickle things. And, um, mm. 
you know, think things could settle down. But what it is telling us, Phil, is that the market is going to be super sensitive to the inflation numbers. Now, whether they, you know, in the next few months, we know that, that some or most of that will be transitory, but um, the inflation story has just not gone away. So that's something the market is going to have to deal with, particularly uh, other asset classes. And if they're looking at the stimulus and thinking, well, that's going to cause inflation and uh, hoping that maybe, you know, if we get that 1.9 trillion down to 1.5 trillion or less, mm. then maybe it won't be quite so bad. It seems like that's not going to happen. I mean, the, 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 the talk is now maybe they'll shave just 12 billion off. Just 12 billion? That's, that's, that's nothing. Just, uh, I don't even know. <laughs> What is it? What one point nine trillion minus twelve billion? What's that? You tell me. Oh, it's too hard. Too hard for my maths <laughs> in this time. This time of day, hardly <laughs> worth mentioning that twelve billion, is it really? Uh, but there could be a vote on the on, on this in the Senate. It could be moving fairly quickly. That could happen this weekend. So those checks might be going mm. out sometime soon. Yes, yes. Well, well, they need they need to do something soon because the uh, the extension of the unemployment benefits runs out. I think at the end of yeah. next week. So. They really want to get cracking on this yeah. now. So that could, you know, if that goes through and it is 1.9 or minus 12 billion, uh, then, uh, yeah, I mean, more inflation concerns perhaps. And then on top of that, this big spike in oil, which is all down yes. to OPEC plus, isn't it? Keeping production levels down. There was an yes. expectation that they were going to loosen them a bit, but they're not going to. Yes. It's just it's just interesting these things just work out this way on the day. Mm. I mean, um, you, you, you couldn't have picked a... A worse time for that announcement. I mean, no one was to know how it would work out that way. But um, you know, Brent up what two dollars fifty eight a barrel, so up another four percent to sixty six dollars sixty six. Five point seven percent up on the day. Yeah. yeah, it was. Well, just just set steadying back a little bit. So the market was primed or expecting that OPEC Plus would announce some increase in uh, in production, but that wasn't the case. So. You know, in the wake of um, uh, the uh, the Fed chair's um, webinar, um, you know, we've seen oil spike up pretty smartly. Now it's it, it just pegged back a little bit, but um, nevertheless, uh, the commodity story, and of course, oil is a key part of the inflation story. Yeah, absolutely. So that will be a concern. Other commodities, well, a bit mixed. I mean, copper is down quite a bit today, for example. But yes. If we look at the rising commodities over recent months, that certainly helped Australia's balance of trade yesterday, didn't it? We saw a 6% rise in exports in January, a 2% fall in imports. Uh, so uh, widening the trade surplus, I'm not sure whether that's good or bad uh, in, in these circumstances, widening the trade well, surplus. It just more, is, isn't it? It's, it's more money coming coming into the country. Um, you know, it's meant that, um, as you say, a record, record trade surplus, which is... Essentially, the, uh, the the biggest factor there, of course, is the iron ore price yeah. and, the, and the strong strong demand out of China and the strong demand for steel uh, and, and so forth. But interesting, you mentioned on the on the metal prices, Phil Nickel was down um, over seven percent last night. So the market, the, this, this has been a developing story. You know, the rise in base metal prices and market market has been positioning accordingly. Accordingly, and suddenly the market got some news that. Um, uh, Singshan Holdings would be bringing forward um, quite possibly uh, 100,000 tonnes of nickel mat onto the market. So that saw the market reverse pretty quickly. So nickel's reversed in the last couple of days uh, all of the rises it's had this year. So mm. just another example of volatility, volatility yeah. in that market. But copper's still up 
so far this year. Everywhere you look, it's uh, well, and this makes it very difficult for Jonathan Cairns. This uh, this lack of stability. He's the head of financial stability at the RBA, and he says there's going to be a concern if there isn't as much financial stability. Well, it makes his job harder, doesn't it? If there's not as much uh, uh, financial stability, but he's been he's he has been looking at what's happening in the global bond markets. Uh, because of this question mark over inflation, he was interviewed by Moody's today uh, and, and quoted in the AFR this morning. Uh, he said, if you have a significant fall in asset prices where there's a higher degree of leverage, that can have great implications for the financial system and financial stability. So I wonder mm. if he's looking at what's happening in the housing market in Australia. Uh, we sh- you know, prices are going up. We assume borrowing is going up. So leverage is going up. Is he seeing that as a concern? Well, I think they understand that there has to be some increase in leverage. Otherwise, you know, the housing if, if the housing market stays static, um, you know, you need some increase in prices. But how much is is enough, you know, to get the supply side of the housing market moving? That is that is happening right now. But they would be concerned if um, loan to valuation ratios and those sorts of things start to accelerate. So it's all about the quality of lending, you know, how much is too much. So there's no perfect answer to that. I think they're content for the time being. They want to see this cycle run on. But as you say, it is involving leverage. So it's a matter of judgment. So the number that counts tonight, the non-farm payrolls, are people getting back to work? Well, two numbers, really. I mean, how many people are uh, returning to work, but also are we seeing inflation in wages? I guess that's going to be interesting to see as well. It will be. I think. I think it's far too early to see that. And it's not to say there won't be some quirky things in the in the payrolls yeah. report. You know, with averaging and um, and 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 so forth, which we've seen in recent months. But nevertheless, the market's expecting a, a headline growth number of just under two hundred thousand. But mm. what's going to happen to wages, though? You know, once the economy really starts to open, and once you get these four hundred fourteen hundred dollar checks being sent out um, from from the U.S. Treasury. So I think I think that's what the market's interested right now. Yeah, and the uh, China National People's Congress over the weekend as well. We'll, Indeed, we'll get forecasts and a plan. What are they going to do? We will. Uh, you know, this is this is the the meeting where they usually announce a growth target. Um, they didn't last year, obviously, because of the pandemic. So they may not this year because you know we're still in that transition phase. But this is the fourteenth five year plan. It's a hundred year anniversary of the uh, of the Chinese Communist Party. So it's a big deal. For, uh, for for uh, for for China, and of course, it's it's a very important event for this part of the world. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, lot going on. Thank you for taking us all through it. Uh, a, a whirlwind tour through it all this morning. Great to see you again. Yeah, there's a lot happening today, Phil. Oh, is, isn't it? We'll catch you again next week. Good on you, Phil. Cheers. And that number, by the way, one point eight 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 trillion. We knew that because we're t- we're taking off zero point zero one two trillion off. 1.9 trillion as i said small change that's it for today i'm phil dobby back again on monday morning see you then